Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You are listening to DC On Screen. A statement that undoubtedly made roughly a quarter of our audience who weren't ready to listen to this podcast yet scoff and say, no, I ain't. For those who remain, though, this episode, we are our grievances with the Warner Pictures consumption and redistribution of Warner Max. We talk Jared Leto's return to the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League, Gunn's total freedom in killing off whatever squad member he damn well pleases, Michael Keaton's Kimmel Bat proclamation, Static Shock being produced by Michael B. Jordan, plus... Jason Todd and Batwoman get new costumes, Mark Guggenheim leaves the Arrowverse, and will there be a new Supergirl on Superman and Lois when Melissa Benoist says goodbye at the end of season six? All that, and actually, <laughs> quite a bit more. Right after these words from mystery people who were supposedly paying us. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into DCL Screen Episode 616. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we do not want it to be. If it has been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the human equivalent of the plastic fork prong that inevitably breaks off while you're in the middle of your takeout salad, Jason Goss. Oh. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta watch out for that prong, man. Yeah, that's bad. Cut a hole in your damn esophagus. I had someone suggest to me recently that like sporks were uh, historically more accurate than Taco Bell would have you believe. Mm. That that was a. Uh, Oh, here was a weird thing. It was like forks were uh, originally some, not even kidding here, had a devilish content connotation. (laughs) Okay. 
I mean, if you just think about how forging the metal would go, it's not like you came up with the fork, you know, today with the, you know, the four tongs. It would be like, no, it'd be like two tongs. And what the hell does that look like? You know? Yeah. You know, what that reminds me is, is of is, um, I was, I was just talking to a friend of mine. We were talking about comedians and cars getting mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, of course, made me go back and revisit a couple. And one of the ones <laughs> I watched was the one where he had with uh, JB Smoove. And nice. uh, they're having a conversation about how like how great it is when the audience laughs at the premise <laughs> of the joke before they ever even at the punchline. Mm-hmm. And Jerry's example of this, one of his favorites was he has a bit where he goes, so I see the Chinese are sticking with the chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a bad premise. <laughs> the joke is a little bit contained within the first bit. Yeah. You can extrapolate from there. I think that's a poor idea. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. Oh, um, Curse, you ever you ever you ever try to eat like ramen with? No, that, there there are things that it's better suited for. Look, you know, I am, I will say, pretty good. Okay, at drawing, mm-hmm. uh, I can hold a pencil. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm uh, you know pretty good. At, uh, pretty, I, what is the word? Dexterous, maybe. I don't know. With uh, my right hand, I, I can't do anything with a chopstick. <laughs> the only the only thing I can do with a chopstick is drop them. That's, <laughs> I can pick it up. I can, and then I can drop them. That's, that's, that's it. I, I had a series of lessons on the, on the topic. And, uh, at the time I got pretty good at them. At this point, I, I can remember like the two or three things I was told about how to do it. And if I practice that for a minute, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be an amateur level by any other international consideration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... For what I can buy, you know, in in my uh, local situation, I can normally make it through something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> also, six sixteen. It feels like we should have just made it kind of a Marvel episode, just just for funsies. I mean, yeah, I did think about that, but because the Marvel universe takes place in the six one six universe. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, I'm sure you all do. <sighs> I don't know why I feel like I, I felt that in my heart. I felt exasperated by having to explain that. <laughs> it exhausted me. Like I could hear somebody going, some troll out there going like, well, I wouldn't know that because I don't listen to DC podcasts. I like DC. I don't listen. To- I could just feel it. <laughs> I, I appreciate any, any type of listener, but no, I feel like most of yeah. any of our people would absolutely understand. At this point, but you know, if you're a newcomer, we like Marvel too. That's how we roll. So it's not even a deep uh-huh. cut that I'm getting right. Like, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, that's kind of a deep cut. Six one six. That's nah. that's kind of a deep cut. Nah. I mean, not for weirdos like us who sit in there and go like, ah, six one six is the preferred universe for Marvel comics. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think like if I went and like. My wife is pretty geeky. If I went in the living room and said, "Hey, babe, what universe is the is the primary Marvel universe set in?" She'd be like, "I don't know. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> you, the movies or something?" Like, no, no, in the comics. I don't know. 
Okay, what's mm-hmm. the number for the for the movie? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that I can give you that. I yeah, nobody's gonna know what that means. You know, at this point in our lives, if you came up to me and said, "Hey, so what do you think about the number fifty-two? Like, well, either we're about to play cards, or uh-huh. you have something DC related <laughs> up your sleeve." Yeah. Man, you know, speaking of 52, man, it is so hard to, like, get away, get around spoilers for all these comic books. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just, like, you know, Three Jokers, the final chapter came out today. Don't, and Don't tell me anything. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. All right. All I'm right. not going to spoil it. I do know what happened because I read it. You know, I was just like, you know what? I'm going out on my own terms. Yep. Because I was just, I'm, I'm like, I don't have any of these comics. Mm-hmm. I've heard things that have happened. And I saw two reactions. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. And this is a beautiful, wonderful, artistic thing. And I just went, well, I just got to know what the hell they're talking about. I got to form an opinion. <laughs> and by God, if you like look, dig around for half a minute, you can find, like, I'll buy the book eventually. Yeah. But <laughs> like, I did. I found the pages and I read them and I went, oh, okay. It is, I mean, it is currently um, 9.31 p.m. On a mm-hmm. Tuesday. By this time tomorrow, I will have read that. It It is yeah. currently infuriating for me that like I actually get physical copies, you know, go to a store, buy them, bring them home, read them as soon as I possibly can. And big events like this that have been years in the making are just possibly spoiled if I yeah. just glance at social media in the meantime. And it's a good 48, 72 hours between when something is like available, available, like you can start posting and when I can actually sit down and read it because, you know, let's face it, I don't get to go to the store, come home and immediately crack something open. I have a life to live. I have a child to put to bed, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like even all those considerations, yeah, it might be like 48 hours before I can read something that I'm super excited about that I really want to know. Oh man, it can get spoiled so fast. Uh, yeah. So far, this hasn't for me. I I have seen that there was a mixture of reactions, and As having read the first always two, always will happen. Yeah, you know, I, I I could see that too. But yeah, that's also yeah. yeah. It, it's always going to be the case. Um, yeah, but it might, I mean, my primary thing was just like, I'm, nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just get slow drips and drabs of of spoilers. I'd let me just read a synopsis and find out what the hell happened. Right. So that I can form an opinion and be okay with it. Um, my f- the funniest thing I saw, the funniest reaction I saw was just what seemed to be be a very angry individual. He was the only person commenting and just said, "The story contradicts Gotham Knights number fifty nine. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and, and what was sad is like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I had that guy in the back of my head. Like I was reading the story and going. Well, that's not how that's played out in Gotham Knights number 59. <laughs> I've got that comic in my basement. But to be fair, I mean, that's pre-New 52. That's the old universe. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can stuff your sorries in a sack, mister. I, I, that's not real anymore. Yeah, I'm not. You know, Gotham Knights also killed Poison Ivy. Yeah. And very well, too. Tragically. Like, yeah. I mean, it was that was a it's, good story. Yeah you're probably not wrong, but... Oh, I'm not. No, I mean, you know, the <laughs> commenter. Um, doesn't mean that you're wrong, but whether it's still relevant, yeah, I mean, certain things go away after a while. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is, man. I mean, 
Killing Joke contradicted shit ton of stuff. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, everything contradicts. Is like you don't use the term retcon unless it's a big enough deal that you have to address it. Mm-hmm. But you can just redo shit, and unless enough people notice, you it just it that stands now. You're good. Don't worry about it. You know, it, I think I'm okay. I'll be all right. At the end of the day, I'm like, this is just another universe. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. if I if if someone doesn't like it, then there'll be another one coming along. this is just another version of it i'm good i i do think i that you can vote with your dollar to some extent like yeah dc like any other company that does this kind of thing is going to uh they're gonna reboot rebirth whatever you want to call it but eventually there will be another instantiation and based on some of the chatter it it could be next year but yeah i mean a lot of the 5g got booted I think some of the ideas stood, maybe, but um, yeah. Well, ba- based, you know, they're not going to do like a giant relaunch like that right now, currently. Right, but you it know, will happen at some point, and we'll see what's still on the board after that. Yeah, personally, like I don't feel like there's anything as agree, nothing so egregious in in the three Jokers, uh, in as much as all of the main Batman titles not being able to figure out for the past several years, whether or not commissioner Gordon knows that Barbara's Batgirl. Ah, uh, yeah. Like that's a consistent thing where it's just like, sometimes he acts like, he knows, sometimes he, he don't have any. And then other times they actually sit down and have a conversation about it. Like it's just consistent. And mm. that you're just like, this is just chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but that's been, God, that's been, and that's the same with like Gordon and Batman. Like, for as long as I can remember, the main titles cannot figure out if if, if they know who. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Look, a lot of the main titles right now, you know who people are. Yeah. That is the current thing. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. It's, uh, yeah, that, that's that's where things are going. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, let's get into this. Before we do, thank you to the patrons. There should be a new little something, something another in the feed, aside from the normal, uh, the normal episode with uh, no ads. So, because mm-hmm. we we did kind of a little warm up here before mm-hmm. the show, and that was fun. Um, let's talk about this, man. This had me depressed, honestly, for like three days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're aiming for. Yeah, just like Warner Max got restructured, Warner Media consolidated a bunch of stuff, and Warner Max got shuffled into Warner Brothers Pictures. So the the one saving grace with the whole Ray Fisher thing, the Zack Snyder thing, was they were working for, under Warner Max, not Warner Brothers Pictures. And now Toby Emmerich is over what used to be Warner Max, and I'm not happy about it. Like now there's just nope. This is bad. Yeah, I'm not known for my optimism by any stretch. And uh I have nothing to offer to contradict that now. This is it's it's, it's not a move that's particularly exciting. And I think, uh, structurally it doesn't completely change anything because you know, they were only separate entities to some extent at the behest mm-hmm. of what was ultimately the overriding entity. So uh, as you've seen here, that can change uh, when they feel like it. Right. Um, 
Ray over at um, Fans Without Borders, I saw him say this flight cast uh, on Twitter, mm-hmm. said that um, it was an example of uh, old Hollywood digging its claws into into the streaming uh, into the streaming uh, age and dragging it down basically. But man, I I mean I agree. Like this is it just feels like a, a huge step backwards. Uh, Sarah Aubrey, uh, who is the head of HBO Max's, uh, content mm-hmm. is going to remain in her position. Um, but as part of the restructuring, Jesse Henderson, who is the head of Warner Max is leaving her post. Nikki Ramey, uh, Warner Max's senior VP is segueing to new line where she's going to be a, a production executive. And, um, she's got, apparently she's going to straddle the twin role of development and production responsibilities, reporting to new lines, president and CCO Richard Brenner, as well as overseeing finished film and acquisitions reporting to Warner brothers pictures group, COO Carolyn Blackwood. So, I mean, I, I just, it just feels like more of Toby Emmerich being in charge of everything. And I don't like it. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, that- I, that that is what that sounds like. I've got nothing else to offer as far as helping that out. Hopefully, Jason Kylar, who's a, you know, and and Sarnoff are serious about you know stamping out all the bullshit because so far it just looks like the bullshitters are winning. Yeah, it looks like there was a swing to stamp out some bullshit, and then the swing back was uh, it was a pretty good blow. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's. That this wasn't good news for uh, the accountability over entertainment idea in general. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it's not good news to me. It's not good news for uh, Zack Snyder's no no more compromises. Yeah, because to me it feels very much like Toby Emmerich and and his ilk, uh, and now Walter Hamada, old um, Hollywood kind of thing. I, it feels like they're the ones who are like strongly, firmly in Jeff Johns' corner strongly in in Joss Whedon's corner. Uh, the kind of people who were just, you know, basically Toby Emmerich is the guy <laughs> who is making the Snyder cut because it's going to make money. He doesn't give a shit about the artistic integrity of this. Yeah, but in fairness to his role, few people do, and they're not even incentivized to do that. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't look at the numbers. I get but that, that's not all you should be looking at. It doesn't mean he hasn't acted like a piece of shit on several occasions. Mm-hmm. You, you can do that job and not be a piece of shit. It, it is possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emmerich has not proven that by his experience. Not so far. Not to me. Not that he has to. Not to anything that I'm ready to stand by. It, hey, man, it's it, it's his time to shine. Like. Yeah. Keep everything going. Keep some of the stuff that we like the momentum of going. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't have any faith in the matter as it stands today that that's mm-hmm. <laughs> like something he's into, but we'll see. Yeah. Historically, no. I don't have a lot of faith in the matter. Yeah. I it, I don't feel like it's looking good, but no. this was not Who was wrong? Keylar, Kylar, or whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. Sarnoff. I'm rooting for all involved. I really am, but hey, it's because of Van Sarnoff that I can watch Doctor Who. So I'm, I'm. It's actually a good call. She's yeah, Brit Box baby. Yeah, but all right, uh, let's yeah. let's move on to Zack Snyder's Justice League, if you don't mind. I'm sure. Yeah, I have nothing to help that conversation <laughs> with. It just at the moment sounds shitty, and we'll have to see where this goes. Yeah, if I, I agree. can sum it up for us. 
Um, I normally would not have included this in the news, mm-hmm. but I liked, I, I thought the way he put it was funny. Um, <laughs> there was a recent interview on Cinema Blend, and uh, they were asking Kevin Costner if he's going to be in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And um, Kevin Costner says, I don't know. You don't want to be kissing and telling in life. You're poking me a little bit. I'm not, I can't tell you. Like, I don't know, just something about, like, you don't want to be kissing and telling in life. You're poking me a little bit. Like, that cracked me up, dude. Like, it, first of all, he is kissed he and told. Is he, like, practicing like, for a Bull Durham sequel? I think he is Bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's Bull Durham, but with a, with a, like, a giant oil-sucking machine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go out there and clean up. BP's messes and stuff. But. Naturally. Yeah. You know that was him, right? Like yeah. him and his brother? <laughs> during that big BP oil spill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was such a weird, funny little response. But to me, that says that he is in it. Uh, it could be. It also sounds like, it also feels like, you know, Zach got him into into BVS I don't want to say shoehorned, but I felt like that was one of the more shoehorned elements. But you know what? I know a lot of people who say they talk to dead relatives all the time. So <laughs> I do. I know people. I, I mean, you I, have these imaginary conversations with loved ones that you used to, you know, have, you know, you know, big life conversations with. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lucid dreamer. I, I have dreams where I know I'm dreaming and I, talk to relatives that you know are just <laughs> deceased now relatives and yeah I, I to some extent i can get behind that i will and yeah. specifically stay in that dream longer to uh to continue a conversation sometimes yeah every once in a while i'll just have like an angry old uncle pop up and go vote trump and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll more like have grandparents that'll just pop by and be like hey uh how do you feel about what you're doing right now? And then we'll have to talk. And uh, a couple of sentences in, I'll either explain to somebody in the dream or whatever. You know, it's kind of a mindscape situation then. But I'm like, I'll, they're like, you know, I'm not real right. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I know. I know you're fake. Hold on. But I still want to know what you have to say. Or I'll mm-hmm. explain to somebody in the dream, like, hey, by the way, also, you're in a dream right now. Don't worry about it. Just do what you're doing. And then, you know, go back to, you know, go back to said person. I, I yeah. get it to some extent, though. Um, I've never done this in what I would call a waking state. <laughs> right. <laughs> but while I'm asleep, sometimes I, I get that. I get that as yeah. a that conversation makes to make sense to me in that in in you know sleep. That's it. Yeah, you know, I don't remember anybody complaining about freaking Pa Kent showing up after well after he was dead in Smallville, having conversations with Clark out by the fence. Of course, yeah. you know they're like. Yeah, well, I mean, he bonded with Jarrell's spirit or some shit. And Kryptonian magic or technology keeps Jonathan's spirit. And <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, there's never going to be a moment. Like, you can pick and choose your moment. And to some extent, they're all valid. I get it. Yeah. There's always going to be a, like, in Man of Steel, it was, uh, it was still like, oh, you know, uh, Papa Jarrell, the USB stick. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That, that, that was a thing. That comes across a certain way. <laughs> Papa Jarrell, the USB stick. <laughs> it's what he was. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh. Papa, Papa, I can't get you in the right way. Turn it upside down. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no media found. No. <laughs> All right. Reformat drive. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, Hollywood Reporter is, uh, well, reporting that <laughs> Jared Leto <laughs> they is playing is playing the Joker in reshoots for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I'm on board. I'm fine with it. I'm good. The thing is, you know, everyone Historically, like, your position has been like, if I saw nothing or more, I'm good with both. Yep. That's that's it. That's it. Um, I have historically I s- been, I would like to see more. I, I, I liked what I was given, to, but I, I think we just both wanted more time to find out. Yeah. I mean, based on the theatrical cut mm-hmm. of Suicide Squad, out of that five minutes, about half of it, I was going, ah, and then about half of it, I was going, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I spent most of the time looking at it going, I'll be okay. Well, I'll be sure. a monkey's uncle there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, I don't, I didn't hate him at any given point. I don't have that in me anymore. Like mm. it's weird. I used to. When we started the show, I definitely had it. But yeah. now I'm just like I've seen too much. I've seen too many versions. I don't like. What? Why would you ha- be angry at this? So, and I don't. Even, I certainly don't understand. So many times about like something we thought was going to be terrible that it kind of turned out to have some value to it that we did not foresee. Like I don't know. I think yeah. uh, we, I think both of us try to be more open minded than we were originally. Yes, and I'm okay with that attempt. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Is if if we come off as less entitled than we did, or you know, <laughs> oh, it, it doesn't mean great, that some things aren't I, still shit. Geomancer is still shit. Yeah, I still actively as open minded as you want, and that's still terrible. Look, man, if if you like Geomancer and you were just sitting here going like, man, those DC on screen guys every week they're talking about how Geomancer was shit and he was my favorite villain on The Flash. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I hate Geomancer with every fiber of my being. It was terrible. I watched it twice and I hated it it more the second time. But I do want to know why you think that. Yeah, I absolutely want to know why you think that. Like... Oh, I and hated- ideally, I would like you to describe it so thoroughly that I don't have to rewatch the episode because I'm not mm-hmm. going to. I can't. I think it was two it. episodes. I think it was two episodes. Was it two? Oh. I think it was a two-parter. Yeah. Okay. But um, look, man, I hated Tom Hardy's Bane. I'm Fair sure enough. Tom Hardy could have been a good Bane, but I love what he brought about. Because without him, we wouldn't get all those fantastic Bane parodies, and especially not the Harley Quinn Bane. <laughs> that Harley Quinn animated series Bane is fantastic. And he's no just... No one would have gotten to that point oh. without Tom Hardy, and I appreciate the shit out of that. Yes. So, you know, everything has a purpose, except for Geomancer, because they've never gone back to it. No one's ever referenced it, except for us, who hate him. So... <laughs> It's a point of pure vitriol. 
But you know, that's the one of the great things. Like one of the like I hate Christian Bale's Batman voice, but that Batman voice made for some of the funniest Batman parodies I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. The college humor stuff was uh was amazing. The Pete Holmes stuff. I thought that was on college humor. I don't know. Okay. Well the was Pete it? Holmes stuff is what I was talking about. Okay. Wherever that was found, I thought it was good. I couldn't remember. Maybe it was. Um but, you know, there's, there's, like, this is what we're talking about is like, there's value in everything. So yeah. look, I, you know, I wasn't as excited about it as everyone else was with the Jared Leto Joker stuff. Mm-hmm. I was excited for it for one reason. And that is that it is more possible if they needed to, that he would come back one for another role somewhere along the line because there had been reports that he was very unhappy and that he was just done with the role. And then he went and did uh, Morbius mm-hmm. for Marvel or uh, for Sony, whatever. And Sony, uh, I think right now, yes, Sony. Uh, and then everyone was like, well, that's it. He's in a Marvel shit. He's not going to be the Joker anymore. That tells me that he's still open to being the Joker. He was still, he's still into it enough. And to be honest, I would, dude, I would, uh, Yes, yes, yes. Give me give me a solo Batman movie with a Joker. Yes, bring it. Give me a solo Joker movie. I will take anything you give me. And I will, you know, weigh it and decide whether or not it's, you know, a thing that I enjoyed. But I at least want to have the chance. Yeah. But the other Absolutely. thing was like, everyone was just like, oh my God, I can't believe he's going to be in Justice. I thought we knew this. We were told over and over again that he was going to be in in justice league we like we knew that was the plan but even even by the no compromising standards the the plan could have changed and we don't know what was even with the original footage what was still mm-hmm. going to be something that Snyder wanted to go with and yep. uh, it seemed like the news was more that they were going to have him actually available for some new footage mhm so that makes it to me active like very active like you know there's dude it could amount to what 30 seconds of screen time just to have him out there for additional footage fuck it i'll take it yeah yeah but it does make Ayer's suicide squad feel more likely anyway oh for sure i hope it is that is that has got to be a a vote in the corner of the air's air cut Oh, you know, Ayer, when the, the news broke, he responded to it with, like, the little praising hands. Yeah, he, so. <laughs> he loves the little praising hands. Um, I, I read the praising hands as, like, amen or hallelujah, whatever. Yeah. And what was funny is, like, a lot of the people, like, a lot of the, the people I follow were, like, kind of being weird and cagey about it. Like, oh, we know what's happening this week, and... I was like, what, what? As I couldn't find anything that I didn't already know. And and I was like, I went over to Scott from Squadcast. I'm like, am I missing something? What's going on this week? He's like, Justice League reshoots. I was like, well, I knew that shit. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. I knew, I knew that was time. I mean, you know, I try to keep up best I can. But sure. uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been confirmed. It is going to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, that was it, nice. That's a good W. He deserves that W. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Um, and shooting is currently underway with Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, and Amber Heard, and Jared Leto. And we don't know who else, but maybe other people are included. Um, here was a weird thing, and this was another thing I thought we knew. 
Hollywood Reporter reports as if for the first time that John Berg and Jeff Johns are going to have their names on this. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I I thought we knew that. Didn't we know that? I did think we knew that one a couple months ago. I was certain we we had confirmation that they weren't going to be involved in any way or have their names attached, which is good because if they were... I, I would have to go back and look at that because I, I definitively don't know where I think I saw that from. But, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, don't know, I, I was pretty sure that was the case. We'll see. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> people noticed uh, there was a uh, Joe Manganiello has said that, you know, you know, it's not my news to share if I'm coming back as Deathstroke for the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had Deathstroke hair. <laughs> at the uh, Verizon 5G League of Legends Wild Rift Invitational on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And um, and the rap is reporting this as a certainty. They said, according to, quote, an individual, an individual with knowledge of the project, uh, that he was uh, playing Deathstroke. He was coming back for Deathstroke in, uh, in Justice League. HBO Max did not have a comment, though. So take that for whatever it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's that. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm into it. And God, I know he would be into it. So David Ayer, talking about David Ayer's Suicide Squad real quick. Mm-hmm. He said, and I apologize, you know, some of this stuff is a little late because we didn't do an, an episode last week. Yeah, we're a couple weeks out. We, yeah, but uh, David Ayer said, um, I took the hits like a good soldier when the studio cut hit the streets. It's who I am. I watched my cut for the first time since it was abandoned. It is effing amazing. On God. I felt guilty for years like I effed up. Nope. It's fire. It's the tone of the Comic-Con trailer 100%. So the, the, my big takeaway is not, hey, I made a really great movie, I promise. It's that something made him watch it again. <laughs> uh, that sounds like, hey, watch your shit again and... and get together an estimate of what you need to do. That's, it, it, it could be. You're, you're, uh, David you know. Ayer's a busy dude. He ain't got time to just sit around watching his old shit. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a jump in the order of our operations there. Yeah. But, yes, but it's possible. It's for sure possible. It, it, and it's not like there hasn't been some activity in that arena. Did you say some activity? Oh yeah. Okay. Because it sounded like you said smacktivity, and I really like that word. <laughs> Girl, there's some smacktivity going on up in this room tonight. That had like a 0.9 smacktivity ratio. That shit is off the charts. <laughs> you can't even get to 0.10. No, you're talking about slaptivity. <laughs> that, sh- that shit slaps, you know. Yeah, that's related to the <laughs> seismograph scales. <laughs> Let's talk about the Batman. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> a lot of little set pictures have been leaking. Uh, you know, I don't normally talk about this stuff, but there, there's some interesting stuff. A lot of strange conclusions people are drawing. Um, one, there's a Gotham City taxi logo that says 2019 on it. So that makes it feel like the movie is set in 2019. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Um, now, there appears to be. not an Uber. So. Right. Don't know where to go with that. There appears to be a costume party where we see Superman, Wonder Woman, and possibly a Hawkman or Hawk Girl. I can't, I can't tell. There's there, there are wings, mm-hmm. um, but 
a lot of people are like, holy shit, the Justice League exists in this universe. And I'm like, were there comic books? Mm-hmm. And people are dressed up by their comic book characters. I remember that first season of Static Shock. What? Hell, the, the flashback story. I mean, there was a whole second universe of Flash comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this is... Yeah. That was the thing that, like, the people from the... I mean, I think that was actually in the comics, too, mm-hmm. where it was um, the Justice Society was really just a real thing in a separate universe, and whoever were the writer for all those comics were, the writer was tapping into a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can get there a lot of ways. It, yeah, on Black Lightning. Uh, it's exciting to see, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're getting anywhere as far as yeah. like, the exposure of those characters in that film series. Yep. Just recently, Black Lightning, on the, in the first season of Black Lightning, mm-hmm. um, the character Grace has Supergirl comics and refers to Supergirl as a fictional character. Um, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Black Lightning is like, wait, Superman's real here? <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. In the '90s Flash series, John Wesley Ship walks past a freaking theater, a movie theater that's playing the 1989 Batman movie with Michael Keaton. And when he walks by, the Danny Elfman music plays for it. Mm-hmm. That was a really they are, fun moment. It was. There are fictional. These are fictional characters in some of these universes, so yeah. we don't know. And you can multiverse flex that shit a little bit you can you can have it both ways yeah all right now uh there were headlines there were headlines all over the place on this uh um that the flash is going to be in the movie Mm. i don't know about that now Mm. now look there on the chicago set there's a poster and the poster says stab out the eye destroy goth corp Mm -hmm. and there's an anarchy symbol on that poster by the way i noticed (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. But Goth Corp was the company Victor Freeze worked for in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is also what appears to be a flash symbol next to that poster. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what it means. Just I don't, if it like means a anything. lightning bolt. But hey, in this atmosphere, it's a very particular lightning bolt. I am having, which is not exact. I should note, but look, you know. Whatever. Uh, This feels, I'm having deja vu slash flashbacks to uh, the Walking Phoenix. Yeah. The Walking Phoenix Joker movie when it was shooting, everyone was like taking pictures of like random graffiti posters on the walls and trying to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And then when we watched the movie, it had nothing to do with any of that shit. Yeah. And you didn't even see that stuff. So, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. No. I mean, it could just be there. If I got to just pick and choose just for funsies, it, it's it been so much fun to have uh, Ezra Villet, uh, like visit the movies. Or, sorry, Ezra visit TV. That'd be fun to have uh, Gustin visit the movies and just mm-hmm. uh, tie it all together in a weird way. But no, absolute wet dream for me. So nothing to bet on there. Yeah. <laughs> just be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, Colin Especially Farrell because says, people be expecting Ezra to to flash into the scene, and then it's Grant Gustin. I don't expect anything anymore. I'm just like I'm down. Let's do this. I mean, hey, look, <laughs> you can you can not bet on things, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I give you this though. Not, not expecting is probably the safest emotionally. But you know, since I, you know, I've I've brought myself into a new headspace, and part of that is just like we were talking about earlier. 
don't not being entitled, just like not being like sitting there picking everything apart, going, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Dude, there's so many ways you could do it. You know how freeing it is to just sit there and watch a movie with a stupid grin on your face, like just just the whole time, just like, <laughs> what are they doing now? Oh yeah, now um, like the way my daughter watches stuff at this stage, like just six foot from the TV, staring up at just this giant uh, grin that doesn't know what a bill is, mm-hmm. like has has never seen. <laughs> Has never seen the like the harsh side of the world. It's it, I could just stare at it for a while. I don't because yeah. it'll ruin it. I just kind of like try to walk by and take a moment and appreciate it and yep. move into the next room and maybe maybe have like an adult weep in the shower. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> Thinking about those things. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that so hard. <laughs> you wouldn't have, but you know what an adult weep in the shower means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, all right, we're going to be here three and a half minutes. I've got 60 seconds to tie this up. <laughs> and then I have to lather my body and get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good Lord, that was strange. I need recovery time. Mm. <sighs> if you got recovery time, there wouldn't be such a thing as an adult weep in the shower. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah. Colin Farrell says he's going to be shooting off and on till February. And uh, I mean, I think that sounds right. He said they had a little bump in the road a few weeks ago that you may or may not have read about. They're back to shooting now. I started up after a seven-month break on Monday. I shoot until February on and off. So, I mean, there's that. Dude, have you seen any of these freaking pictures of Batman on top of the building? Mm-mm. I mean, he's got, he's, he's got a proper perch going. Nice. And then there are some shots of him, like, in what appears to be, like, this, like, big windsuit. He looks like, you know, remember how Maggie looked on The Simpsons when she's, like, in the little star the little oh, star yeah. coat. Yeah. That's what he looks like, but it's black. Nice. And, uh, I mean, it's obviously a stunt man. They're not going to have patents up there, but, uh, we've got some <laughs> bat cycle chases. That'd be funny. Off, off the boat, sparkly vampire. Right. I'm so sick of shit. I'm so <laughs> sick of that. Like, there's that, like, and that's not even the recent thing. The recent thing I'm seeing is that Pattinson is secretly bald. Yeah. And he's wearing a wig, and that just annoys the shit out of me. I'm like, why would you even care? I don't understand. <laughs> As a balding man, I feel like if I was in shape and had acting chops, I should be able to play Batman if I wanted to. But like a couple of balding bonds, for God's sake. Like, yeah. yeah. Balding is more the norm than not, if we're being honest. I mean, if it wasn't for his fro, we would have seen that Michael Keaton was balding back in the day when he was playing Batman. Yeah. It's... But he had his 80s fro. <laughs> <laughs> At least that weird 80s curl that, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, everyone had a perm in the 80s. Hair going away is more regular than hair staying. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't understand the anger over the idea that he might be bald. But, I mean, you can see in several interviews, he's just, he's got tons of hair. Tons and tons of hair. I mean, I, like, I, I think it's inaccurate. I do slightly get the idea that, like, 
Batman being bald in year two would be strange. But that's also just saying that a 23, like a 23 year old bald guy is a, a, a bit striking. Yeah. You're not expecting that when you see it. It is statistically not the most likely thing. You don't normally, you know, start really balding. You you thin, but you don't start really balding until a little bit after that. Like, I get why it would be different. But why it would be infuriating for an actor who could potentially just wear a fucking wig anyway? What are you yeah, doing, Yeah, I don't man? get it. I don't care. What, what like, are we doing here? And you know what? Ian Glenn on Titans? Dude's yeah. bald as shit. <laughs> The guy's got like three hairs, and they're invisible. I think Ashton like, Kutcher's balding at this point. He is. He said, it. He, "Yeah, he has said he's balding." But yeah, dude, it, uh, it, it happens to most people. It's, it's whatever. You, it's okay. You gonna tell me that Batman ain't gonna go bald? There's a lot of stress. He he doesn't. Uh, Batman Beyond. The dude had the. You look at BTS and Beyond, and that that hairline has receded. It has receded, and then by the time we get to epilogue, it just really receded. <laughs> it's, it's very clearly being drawn back. Yeah, it's like his whatever hair he's got on his head has just been like drawn into like his crow's feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, his bangs are now the bottom of the jowls, like Paul McCartney. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said on Twitter, man. Dude's an actor, and it's not like Matt Reeves like was gonna go and kill his parents for auth- authenticity, you know? <laughs> no, like some things are not worth it. My God, Ugh, it's just so annoying. Anyway, uh, so did you see these uh, these Suicide Squad posters? Uh, not posters, uh, covers for the the magazine. What is that magazine? Empire. <laughs> Empire. Yes. Yeah. Those look great. Dope AF. Uh, I'm down with all that. Yeah. Um, they look pretty fucking great. So some fans on the Twitters mm-hmm. was conjecting mm-hmm. or were conjecting mm-hmm. about uh, tweet jecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about the probabilities that certain members, certain people were going to make it, <laughs> make it out of the movie alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dapper Jabber, which I just love that name, mm-hmm. says, uh, Harley Quinn has franchise armor. <laughs> Pretty sure King Shark and Amanda Waller also have DC have them and other things protection. And everyone mm-hmm. will set at an 80% chance of dying. Everyone else will set at an 80% chance of dying. And uh, <laughs> James Gunn replies to that and says, no character was protected by DC. They gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted. That was one of the things we agreed to before I came to work for them. I was not looking for shock value, but I wanted the audience to know anything could happen. Hashtag story reigns supreme. <laughs> I mean, it means somebody's going to die in like 10 minutes and then yes. 20 minutes and 30 minutes. Like, you're yes. going to see people go. But I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure it, Harley Quinn has franchise protection, though. <laughs> it's it's a fine phrase. It, it makes me want to like... Y- y- you know what an NCAA bracket is? Mm-hmm. It Sadly, kinda, it, because it, of you, <laughs> it makes you want to do one of those. No, it doesn't. With <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Damn you! Want it with me? Um, no. Yeah, like it. It kind of makes you want to set up uh, uh, who's going to survive this kind of thing. Yeah, I. You know, I. I don't see Nathan Fillion making it out. No, I mean. Honest to God, we could probably do an episode just based on, okay, 
who do we think's coming out of this? Mm-hmm. We should. We should do like a before the movie actually comes out on the streaming service that it'll have to come out on because all the theaters will be closed. Of course. <laughs> I, I wish we were joking, but I Once Warner Brothers don't gets the care clue. that we're not joking in certain ways also. Um. <laughs> it's a mixed yeah. bag of emotions there, man. It's it's, it's a Yeah, we should we should do time. one of those episodes. We should uh figure something out with that. Anyway, uh, boom. James Gunn also confirmed that uh they had reshoots built into their schedule. He says, "But we're latching the movie this week." That's picture locking with the exception of shifting things around for still oncoming VFX shots without having shot any reshoots. So the Suicide Squad's not going to have any reshoots, y'all. Nice. That's that's wild, huh? Pretty impressive for that kind of film. If they don't, it's an exception. Yep. It is. Uh, over to Black Adam. Uh, someone named Sarah Sahi was cast in Black Adam. She is from Person of Interest. She played Samin Shaw. I thought you watched Person of Interest. I know mm-hmm. Bethany did. My wife. No, no, it's um, not not me on that one. Okay, so I don't know. I but wasn't Person she... of Interest the um, it was the voice actor for Joker for just a half a second, and yeah, it was Michael Emerson and Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crucified dude and my darling. That's mm-hmm. all I recall. Right. Um... <laughs> Back when I used to do the Entertainment Roundtable, one of the guys on that show... Cavazium. Um, Is that him? Jim Caviezel. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the guys on that show was just like hardcore, like every week talking about, oh, my boy Jim Caviezel, they should have him play Batman, not Bat- Ben Affleck. Oh, Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel. And my response, and it, they actually made it into an ad and it played for weeks. I can't handle that guy playing two of my personal saviors. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time, bro. One at a time. <laughs> yeah. Mm, um, I get it. So anyway, so this uh, Sarah Sahi uh, or Shahi, whatever, whatever her name is. Uh, she <laughs> She's playing a character that they, they don't know who. They, but they said that uh, she's a university professor and freedom fighter leading the resistance in Kandak. Sounds like uh, a, a character very similar to Isis, mm-hmm. uh, who, well, in the comics, she was either an Egyptian goddess or a DC comic superhero. One, one, one or the other. But they're, really she's both. both of those things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but she comes from a show called The Secrets of Isis which was a live action show Saturday morning show that aired with uh, Shazam mm-hmm. in the Shazam Isis hour. So, um, and that character inspired Zari from legends of tomorrow. And of course they were like, we don't want to call her Isis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, but like in the show, she was like a, she was a, she was a teacher who uh like an archaeology teacher or something like that who wound up stumbling across an artifact and being able to call forth the powers of vices sure yeah it, so it, yeah. humble beginnings uh turn to power is uh, every time i've seen that character where it comes from mm-hmm. i'll say you can use isis like you can i think it's i think it's time now for god's sake that 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 
name and especially their religious context is way older, way mm-hmm. older than that acronym. Like it, it just by a very long shot. Yeah. It did crack me up on Archer that they were, how they were just like quietly wheeling the ISIS name and logo out of the, out of the frame in the background mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Over to flashpoint. Did you see Michael Keaton on, on, uh, on what was it? Kimmel? No, it was fantastic. Had to do with um, Birdman, I, I suppose. No, no, it was just recent. Like, oh, well, they that's... talked about Batman. Oh, okay. Um, Keaton was, first of all, Kimmel aired part of a, an ad that Keaton ran. That's really funny. Um, that he's, he's supporting Joe Biden mm-hmm. for president. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's basically his, his first argument in the ad is, I mean, I'm friggin' Batman. Like, that's why you should listen to him. Yeah, I saw it. It. Yeah, it was pretty much like, hey, you know, you can pretend you don't. You can pretend you don't want to listen to me, but you know, I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so he they segued that into him actually being in Flashpoint. He said, you know, we had the it director on, and you guys were talking about. He was talking about how you were going to be playing Batman, and uh, Keaton says we're having discussions, as they say. Uh, we're talking about it. We'll see if that happens. And they were like, so are you going to be in there? Because they also said Ben Affleck was going to be in there. Are you going to be, uh, is there, are there going to be any more Batman? And Keaton says, oh yeah, all t- 127 previous Batman will appear. <laughs> 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 and Kimmel goes, who's the best Batman? And he goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just found it delightful. That's it's all. Not a question. Of course. <laughs> I just, I enjoy Michael Keaton so much. Yeah, he is. He is pretty good. He seems like he's having a lot of fun uh, recently. Uh, you know, because they also talked about Spider-Man. He's like, you're going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, God, dude. Like, back in the day, he was like, oh, I don't, I'm scared to be in too many superhero movies. And now he's just like, I'm going to be Batman. I'm going to be Vulture. I'm going to be like <laughs> Birdman. Let's do all this. Yeah, it did. I thought it was like a Birdman anniversary kind of thing that came up recently. Uh, but it seems like he did Birdman and kind of got the monkey off his back. And then he was like, you know what? I, I'm good. Exercise what those demons. Yeah. It was an Oscar worthy nod to uh, what I was afraid of. It, I mean, clearly, God, I mean, like imagine having that in your career that you're conscious about, like self-conscious about. And then that's your cathartic moment. That's also a a very compelling look at, you know, that kind of thinking. And then you get to, after that, by the way, uh, tap back into, or well, back into one and otherwise into the other of like two major franchises Mm -hmm. playing super compelling roles. Like Jesus Christ, man, he's had a great run recently. Yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, I got spoilers for Birdman, mm-hmm. whatever that's ten years or whatever. Um, <laughs> that was like six, but okay, something like that. I mean, rounding up, it's, uh, it's been a second. Everybody, you know, who watched that movie, I don't understand. I don't understand the ending. We're seeing the ending because <laughs> you know he jumped. He jumped out of the window. Did he fly away? Did he become Birdman? Did he? Did he die? What happened? No, I think that was the metaphor for his, you know, is is the rest of his career. 
Like this is him getting the monkey off his back. Now we've got to see like very short version of my uh, take on the movie is it seemed like he was failing to embrace his past and his future the entire time. And, and uh, you know, that last ambiguous scene is him embracing it one way or the other. And ongoing point for me is, you know, tell your story. Tell me what the characters did. It's a problem for me. Now, what what bothered me, though, is that the writer and the director, neither one of them seemed to know. <laughs> like, I watched interviews, and they didn't seem to understand or know what the other was going for. Yeah. Or what they were going for themselves. But, as, you know, as a person who enjoyed the movie up to the last minute, I <laughs> feel like it was Keaton working out his own issues. And the ending is actually seeing Michael Keaton's career flourish after Birdman. Yeah. Definitely got us And going, here. oh, he flew away. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> because, I mean, following Birdman, he was just in, like, critical acclaim, critical acclaim, critical acclaim, critical acclaim. And now he's back to, okay, well, I've accomplished a lot of shit. How about I be Batman again? Mm-hmm. How about I be a comic book villain again? We, we can do all that. Cool, man. Cool. Let's do it. I knew he could play a villain. We've seen Desperate Measures. God, that was it. He was like the redeeming quality of that movie. Yeah. I mean, like that I movie mean, was a very rote bullshit action movie, except Michael Pe- Michael Keaton was so freaking compelling. Like every, like just oh, everything is just so subtle. Like every, but, he's, but at the same time, like I've never seen someone so subtly chew scenery. Just like good. God, that dude's got some chops. <laughs> like, low-key, that dude's got some chops, y'all. Yeah, he does. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael B. Jordan producing the Static Shock movie for DC Comics. Hell yeah. That's happening. Um, a bunch of people are talking, about, oh, he's playing Static Shock. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, no, I hope dude's not. He's like 40. Static should be young. Like, that's part of the thing. <laughs> also, like, you know. He's, I think he's directing Creed three, so I don't think he's got time. I've got to go but, back and um, watch the Creed movies. I mean, I guess you could do like the Dark Static Returns or something, and have Michael B. Jordan playing a broken <laughs> version of Virgil. I mean, I'd be down for that. But <laughs> yeah, he Static is yeah Static is supposed to be a young character, and for good reason. No, I mean I could see them doing it too though. I could I would be down for that for real though. Like have like static be like uh give it more of a uh more of a the boys tone or something and have him be a little bit of a like really popular superhero and then like he's older and and everyone in his community is like, dude, you sold out and you forgot about us. And then he sees some shit and uh he whips out the old Malcolm X hat like he did had in the old nineties comics and shit. That's by the way the one of the pictures that Michael B. Jordan posted when he was talking about it on Twitter, which was like the, the real old, like it almost looked like a Quicksilver outfit where nice. it was like dark gray and had like the lightning bolt across it. And then he was like wearing the Malcolm X hat. Yeah. Um, so but that was that, cool. That's cool. It's just uh, it, uh, like knowing the the youth experience <laughs> on that is, is very yeah, important. No, you, you can totally do uh, static rises or whatever you just called it, which is pretty great. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna at least need some flashback scenes just just to round it out. Yeah, no, yeah, I I definitely want young Static, and uh, I'm curious to see what they do with it. I really am. Me too. Now, I, I he, like Jordan having it. I mean, I've just seen some clips yeah. of 
him talking about some stuff and and uh yeah he's got a he's got a real fire for <laughs> he's got a real fire for a lot of things that i think would make this project fantastic yeah now what, what what killed me though is that you know a lot of i saw a lot of outlets reporting this as uh as two separate stories it really wasn't there was, it was just a hollywood reporter rep- <laughs> report that said uh outlier will be in the creative center of the static feature. And for Jordan, a comic book fan, this is, is an opportunity for not only uh, some world bin, world building, but to be directly involved in franchise building. Should the first movie spark a hit, a multi-platform franchise could be born. And that states it as plainly as it ever needs to be stated. It doesn't even really need to be stated. You know, if it does if well, you do this and it they're going to well, make more, get more money. Yeah, you're gonna make more. It's gonna be a franchise, but they're like reporting it as if like this is breaking news, exclusive. Michael B. Jordan's making multiple Static Shock movies. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, no, not quite. So everybody, calm down about that. Look, it it's not unprecedented though. Like you want to talk about like young black people on screen, dude. Uh, Miles Morales is doing great right now. Mm-hmm. Damn well should be. It was a fantastic fucking movie, and I'm kind of looking forward to the video game. I may buy that console to get that video game. Mm. It, it, I'm too rich it, for my blood. I'm 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 be saving up, but but I I kind of in the mood for a console anyway, and that thing looks fantastic. Talk about a consolation prize! <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> I'll have worked too hard for that money by that time. Oh, that would have been. You remember when, like, you used to be able to twist off like a a Pepsi cap and and get a code or whatever? Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get an actual thing. Yeah. Um, That would have been fun if if they called it a consolation prize and, like, one out of a hundred times, even on the hundred consolation prize, like, uh, most of the time it was just like a mouse pad mm-hmm. uh, for that, you know, back in the day kind of time. Yeah. And then sometimes the consolation prize was the actual console. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, for no, for real. You just want a uh, 64 console. Like, uh, where do we ship it? Yeah. And then you get it and it doesn't come with any controllers. And Yeah. And even then half the time it's telemarketers fucking with you. So you just get like a rebate to a cruise. Right. <laughs> that you didn't buy yet. Uh, people would jump on Twitter and start complaining about Apple phones. Yeah. It'd be um, a $900 rebate on a $1,200 cruise that costs $200. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only got one controller and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's the same controller the last three consoles have had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one copy of Wario. <laughs> wherever the fuck he was in. <laughs> he was in several things. I'm a Wario. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I know you just couldn't help yourself, and I appreciate I it. I couldn't. I, I, I try not to do the laugh. I, I'm good. I I get it. <laughs> totally get it. <laughs> I've played way too many Wario games. It's it's a fun trope for uh, people making fun of Wario just as a concept. Yeah, and that's that. You know, that's my favorite thing about the those games is or just I'm a Wario, and then I'm a Mario. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Yo, let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, mm. that's it 
Mm. Mario Kart 64, baby. <laughs> nope. Whatever that was. <laughs> no. Uh, Dark Knight. Re- <laughs> the Dark Knight is returning to uh, HBO Max, but it's only going to be there for like a month. It's uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be there November first, and his last night is November thirtieth. Off to its next adventure. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Batman Begins is also leaving at the end of November, mm-hmm. and Aquaman is leaving November fourth. Hmm. So you know that's a bit weird. Jump on, man! Get those those free trials or whatever. I was <laughs> watching some stuff. I was okay with November. You know, bail month. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with Momoa going out after the 4th. It's also a weird date. A bit strange, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, HBO Max has set premiere dates for some former DC Universe shows. We have updates on Green Lantern and a tweet from Stephen Amell that caused quite a stir. Uh, right after these commercials that we have... I mean, really, only placement control. We have no content control, so sorry if it's Trump. I don't know. Enjoy your mattress. (laughs) Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermidor. The fate of Peculiardom hangs in the balance in The Desolations of Devil's Acre, the epic conclusion to the number one New York Times best-selling Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children series by Ransom Riggs. Race through history's most dangerous loops in this thrilling series the New York Times calls a visually rich literary experience. Get The Desolations of Devil's Acre out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold. Also available as an audiobook. Okay, we are back from our little break. And let's start off with this HBO Max stuff. Uh, looks like both Titans and Young Justice Outsiders will be added to HBO Max on November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stargirl is going to come on December 1st. And uh, as you guys already know, Titans, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol, they've all been renewed for third seasons. And those are all going to be heading straight to, XB- to HBO Max whenever the hell they feel like it. <laughs> whenever they get made now uh mm-hmm. titans is actually in production season three is in production so we've seen yeah i i say that you, anticipating you, what you're thinking about talking you, about you, you've you've seen the red hood you've said red hood the, is that what you said the f- ah! fine ass red hood costume damn man <sighs> look maybe it's because i've, I've cultivated a great, you know, uh, mix of people on Twitter. My mm-hmm. Twitter feed was just all like from Snyder cut fans to Arrowverse. Everybody was just like heavily jacking off to this red hood <laughs> picture. <laughs> I go over to Facebook. The first thing I see is someone going like, I've seen cosplayers make a better red hood costume. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I don't know you. You're not my friend. You're just on some random group I follow, but let me block you immediately. And to be fair, he had like 200 replies of people going like, what's wrong with you? So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude got ratioed the fuck. Yeah, man. But look, I'm not saying that Titans, uh, you know, I, I've dug a lot of their moves. They've never stuck the landing for me. Uh, it, 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 I'm like, saying for me, they it's an 80% show, and it's a, it's a really hard 80%. Like, when they're, when they're good, and they are, it's, it's not, they, they don't even border on mediocre. It's either, mm-hmm. kind, it's, it's either deeply disappointing, or, oh my god, I, I've waited my whole life for this, and very little in between. And it's like 80, 90% of the time in the, like, I've waited my entire life for this. Yeah. And then it's there's just like, those moments. And yeah, it's the finales. It's like every season is like, you're just, you're hanging out with your friends. You're having a fantastic night out. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's on. Everybody's like making everybody else laugh. And it was, it's just a really great time. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to go eat. And y'all wind up at Outback Steakhouse. And everyone has porcupine salad. <laughs> and the Bloomin' Onion is old, and the country music is blasting, and you're just like, how did we wind up here? It's not even... Yeah. I, I, I get it. Uh, like, when they're, when they're good, they're great, and that is the majority, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that show's solid. I would, I would recommend it outright to anybody. But, uh, yeah, it, the moments... Where it feels like it's waning, uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's maybe it's because it's impactful. Maybe it's because it's the sticking the landing that we're talking about, where it seems yeah. like it's such a big deal. But yeah, um, it's just so good, so good, so good. Build up, build up, build up, build up, and then some slight leakage. A little bit, but it, I feel like even in the course of the season, because that's the way shows are written, you get build up, build up, mm-hmm. payoff, build up, build up, payoff, build up, build up, payoff, you know? And a lot of those payoffs are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's really just been like, hey, if we could just redo the last episode of these last two seasons, yeah, um, it would be going a long way. Um, Absolutely. Um, Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Uh, Guggenheim says that... Um, He says, I happen to believe, and this is not a universally held opinion, that you cannot do a 10-hour show or an 8-episode show like an 8-hour movie. I don't think that works. When I see it done, there's always some flabby episodes in the middle. I think you have to approach it like a TV series and approach each episode like its own entity. Even though it's streaming, even though hopefully people will binge it, you've got to make each episode a satisfying meal. You've got to look at it with a different tempo than you would have in a two-hour movie. That being said, certainly the show for HBO Max that we're all working on, we are approaching it with the production ambitions of a movie. So we're writing it like a TV show, but we're hoping to produce it like a film. How do you feel about that? I don't feel good about it. No, I'm on board. Okay. Means I'm that not, like but okay. I mean, I'll watch it. Production-wise, they're kind of shooting for the moon. Uh, uh-huh. But that also means that they're taking care to to note that it is going to be episodic and episode to episode. When I get to the end credits, I I need to be looking at that, thinking, "Oh fuck you, play, play, play the next one." Yeah, I need to be a little serialized. It doesn't have to be like an eight episode movie, but it kind of does. <laughs> a little bit. 
it 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 kind of does. I mean, if we're if we're talking about eight episodes that are that kind of quality, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you you need to have me baited, absolutely ready to go to the next one, and uh, you know, it especially if it's going to be released week to week. Yeah, you know, put put yeah. your best foot forward there. Yeah, and now this is disappointing, possibly. Um, he says, uh, with the end of Arrow and finishing off Crisis on Infinite Earths, I basically decided that a chapter's been closed here, and it seemed like I've said all I'm going to say, at least for now, with these characters in this medium. I've decided to sort of move on from the Arrowverse. By now, everyone knows that I'm involved with the Green Lantern launch for HBO Max, so I'm not going too far away, but I am stepping aside from the Arrowverse for the time being. Um, so that makes me feel like David Ramsey will not be one of the Green Lanterns they have, uh, on the show. It, yeah. I mean, that was always the long shot, if we're being honest. Yeah, it's a long shot. It was a real hope, though. I mean, I guess they could still do it. Look, there's no reason to think that may not be on the cards, but, um, what I did see was a lot of, uh, like a lot of pissy commentary about well i'm glad guggen's uh guggenheim's out uh dude i'm sorry just <laughs> rethink that shit like a lot of what we have today is, is because that dude worked his ass off you know nine ten years ago mm-hmm. and uh, like it or not like a lot of the decisions he made kept the universe that we have now growing come on man like, your credit where it's due. I don't care if you liked every decision you made, but he made a ton of great ones, and uh, honestly, we wouldn't be here without him. Yeah. It's been a really shitty turn he got for uh, from a lot of people that were, like, just so happy he was off the project and mad that he was going to go ruin that now. And uh, Sorry, that's not the right opinion. <laughs> you you are on the wrong side of this. You need to rethink where you are. Yeah, sorry. in a lot of regards, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I saw someone... He may have even been in the same article mentioned that he and Berlanti, you know, like, you know, you started out doing Green Lantern, yeah. <laughs> the Ryan Reynolds movie. And he was like, oh, yeah, we're returning to the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if you listen to all of our episodes, uh, first of all, I'm sorry. And second of all, like, you, you know, we, we've joked about uh, Guggenheim in the past, but. Good lord! Yeah, like, yeah he he got us where we are today. To, he did to a large extent. Uh, uh, him and Berlani have put a lot of good work in. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's don't bail on him now, man. Uh, just just hang in there. And I mean, if you weren't down for what he was doing, I get it. But just you know, you ain't gonna be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can be. I guess I don't. I'm dick about plenty of things. Yeah, <laughs> Geomancer for one. Yeah, I do on a daily basis. I'm a hypocrite, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Stargirl casts, uh, has casted uh, Eclipso and The Shade. Apparently, the Expanse's Nick Tarabay is going to be playing Eclipso. I don't know the guy. I've never watched The Expanse. I know that there are at least three of you out there who just sat up straight and went, what? Um, <laughs> I, I can't You know the shows where you see the premise one time in a trailer and think, Okay, and then you never do it again. That's that show. Yeah, you know, I now that for I me, it, that's just all I remember <laughs> from it is seeing the trailer and going, "All right," and then that's as far as it made it. Uh, with the utmost respect mm-hmm. um, for me, I have been um, 
I have been asked probably three times uh, by Matt over at Star Trek Ucast mm-hmm. if I have seen The Expanse. Mm-hmm. All three times I said no. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, me saying no in his head registered as no, tell me about it. Mm. So I've had this like very, uh, <laughs> I've had this explained to me in depth mm. <laughs> like three times. Gotcha. And all three times in my head, I was like, that sounds like the most boring shit ever. <laughs> not, not here for that, Matt. Sorry. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I've heard plenty of people sing its praises. It's just never seemed interesting to me. Uh, you know, but you know, if I didn't grow up on Star Trek, I probably would say the same thing about Star Trek. I'd be like, yeah, it doesn't sound like good. Anything good. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, to be fair. Bunch of commies exploring the stars. I don't know if I care about that. (laughs) Star traveling commies. Uh, Yeah. No, for me, the thing about the expanse is just, you know, is just too, too many factions. Like, oh, well, there's this faction over here, and then there's this faction over here, and then there's these factions in this place. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, this is just too much. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the guy. He looks like he could play an eclipse, though. He looks devilish. Mm-hmm. He looks a little, a little twisted. And then the affairs Jonathan Cake is going to be playing the Shade. Uh, he he looks devilish too. He's going to be recurring. Why? While, uh, while uh, Nick Terabay is uh, going to be a series uh, regular, so like I knew there was somebody at least standing in for the shade, just because I'd seen pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose that's a stand-in, though. Like <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. That just literally a body double kind of situation. Yep, maybe. But you know, uh, this is it, it, on the long list of casting decisions where. Um, I, I just don't know who they are. I mean, yeah, this one, mm-hmm. no idea. Hoping for the best. <laughs> I just, I just hope the show, you know, can survive Jeff Johns going away. <laughs> I don't think he'll go away for real. I don't. He's too, he's too deep and deeply entrenched. They're not going to give up their golden boy. Mm. <sighs> I like him as a writer. I hate it. Yeah. He's, he's, um, He's apparently a dick, but not an untalented dick, which is mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a problem. He just screws up the things when he tries to, you know, take over someone else's shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the new Bat- Batwoman costume? I did. Looks dope as hell. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. You're usually the person that doesn't notice any differences in costume. I don't notice any difference. Like, her hair is different. I thought the stripey thing on the on the chest was different but uh yeah i maybe genuinely if you told me no that's the same costume i'd be like okay well that was that's on me right <laughs> um and you know they they re- they revealed also the the batmobile they're bringing the batmobile into batwoman mhm and uh like i love that it has the same black and bright red color scheme mm-hmm. but i don't like the i don't like the design very much which to be fair, only means I'll probably buy like three or four toys of it. Yeah. So keeping it small scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many Adam West Batmobiles I have? Oh my God. Uh, in the teens. I don't know. I don't know that it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I saw a, uh, 
I saw a, an SNL sketch last week that was a pretty good description of this. So mm-hmm. it, uh, Pete Davidson. Okay. Uh, and it was, uh, who was it? Uh, it was Adele. Uh, so it was Adele, I think, was the guest. Yeah, she that, was that recently a guest. Yes. Um, so it's like a haunted house. And she's the she's the haunt, and you know she's like gashing her neck and floating through whatever, and the whole time it's it's just Pete Davidson being like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> like just uh like like too dumb to be even surprised by the situation. Uh huh. He plays that role well. Uh, it, 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 I I thought it was written perfectly, and uh, <laughs> to the extent that like later she she tries to give him instructions and she's like and go so and so she's like oh okay yeah and then she looks over and he's actually died um <laughs> and is now a ghost that will haunt her being a dumbass ghost uh, <laughs> that is me being shown in a costume change <laughs> i had forgotten what the hell we were talking about that was a long ass way to go pretty good analogy for me though yeah i mean it definitely works you you, you could show me just about anything oh yeah okay cool <laughs> so like right superman up until and, i'm against hmm? it that's it yeah superman and lois mm-hmm. they have brought in degrassi the next generation star stacy farber to play the role of leslie lar now uh apparently this is the the official description which debuted at Krypton side, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character is the, quote, the right hand to one of the most influential people on the planet. And she's gone from a young, idealistic dreamer to a hardened, world-worn dream killer. Lar is uh, described as athletic, strong, and oftentimes heartless. Uh, they did point out, and I was aware of the character, that mm. it sounds like the Kryptonian villain Lesla Lar, which was a who was a, a, an enemy of Supergirl and she mm-hmm. was from Candor. And I started thinking, and then I, you know, God, I mean, they're, they're, this is not a, it's not a tough route to look. Uh, I thought, I found, I thought myself clever until I started seeing the theory pop up is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not special, um, <laughs> but I'll say it here. Um, I have been beaten here. We've got Supergirl ending. Now, I, I don't know. I can't remember if I've said it on the show before. Uh, I think we you and I have at least talked about it uh, privately. I, I do believe that Supergirl will probably end with Brainy, Dreamer, and most likely Kara herself going into the future to, to be with the Legionnaires mm-hmm. or you know, the Legion of Superheroes, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I suspect that... Um, Based on this news, it is possible because in the comics, uh, Leslie Laura was jealous of Supergirl and uh, to some degree wanted to be like her and pretended to be her. I think it would be interesting and it might be where they're going because we're going to have that open uh, seat in the, the Justice League or whatever we're calling it in the Hall of Justice. Um, it, it, I, I think we might be getting a new Supergirl. I think sh- there might be a, a situation where on Superman and Lois, we have Leslie Lar or Leslie Lar, uh, wind up becoming, uh, the new Supergirl after, uh, Melissa Benoist, uh, exits. Uh, very possible. Very possible. Um, that in the new show, Lois and, uh, Clark will also have, uh, some spawn 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, will, they will have some offspring, and they could uh, bend a style, get rid of one of those child actors. Yeah, they by could. aging them up um, quickly, abruptly, some would say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, send them off to the Legion as well. Right. Well, you could. You could do that. Um, send one off to the Legion, then the other one to go, you know, the other one will stay and get together with old old Leslie Lar here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this Supergirl won't be their cousin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she cute, too. They can get, they can, they can make that work. <laughs> <laughs> you know how CW likes to have all these pretty people get together. I, I was thinking, well, I was also thinking the CW has enough, uh, like... <laughs> They, they've already got enough going on with Barry and Iris as far as like they're just just pushing the borders of of yeah no I know they're not related mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of people like to try to push that card like Barry's having sex with his sister oh shut up shut up they're not related they're, they're not even close as far as yeah genetically but I, I also get why it, I get why it rubs certain people a certain way it's, it's it's I mean, hard. The, their issue is that someone's rubbing. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's it's a thing that personally I'm happy with. Uh, I've come to terms with, but I do get it when it. Uh, I, I get it when it ekes people out. Yeah, uh, Pennyworth, season two. Mm-hmm. They have added several people. Um. Arrow's Jessica DeGout to the cast. They've added her. She was Huntress on Arrow. Oh. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as you may have heard me just say about this other person, she cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually liked her character on Arrow a lot. Uh, oh, let's yeah. See. No, she, she was one of the people I, you know, if you uh, had like a top, five maybe of characters that you wish had gotten ripped like wrapped up in the arrow uh finale she, mm-hmm. she would have been in my top five mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. along with ragman mm-hmm. breach um simon manyanda mm-hmm. who played cable on a recent uh season of doctor who uh is being uh brought on to play lucius fox mm-hmm. um james purefoy from the following is going to be someone named Captain Gulliver Troy and uh, someone named Edward Hogg as Colonel Salt and Jesse Ro- uh, jo- Jesse Romeo playing Katie Browning. I haven't seen the first season of Pennyworth still. I no, I because uh, of all that, I feel like that was a lot of gibberish for me. Yeah, or it's just uh, I, I think it was probably going to be gibberish anyway. <laughs> Yeah, all these like people are being brought on, uh, I, so which means they haven't been on there before. I think I would have had my head around it a little better if I'd seen it, but I, I mm. haven't yet. I'm curious, but, you know, I I don't know. My wife went out of town for a couple of days, and uh, basically I chose not to watch Pennyworth. I chose to uh, mm-hmm. knock out a season of Jessica Jones and a season of Luke Cage that I hadn't gotten to yet. So mm. that happened. Uh, <laughs> slowly knocking out that Netflix stuff. You're going to get there. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the last season of Iron Fist now. I'm like mm. three or four episodes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it a lot more than the, the first season. It's uh, his, uh, is it stepbrother? Whatever. I mean, 
kind of, I guess, adopted brother or something. Not really adopted brother either. It was just a guy he grew up with. Like the guy he considers a brother. Um, yeah. Like my favorite show, my favorite character from that show was The Addict. I thought he had kind of the best character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was genuinely a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So far, he, he's pretty great. Um, my favorite is, uh, you know, Colleen Wing, but... Mm, I have like a teenage schoolboy crush on her. So it's fair. What do you want from me? Eh, you can't discount those. I'm a simple man. They're worth something. (laughs) Look, man, crushes aren't, they don't have to be weird. They're cute. They count. It's cool. Yeah. I'm just, you know, glad that I'm not watching it with my wife. I feel like she would probably wind up getting annoyed with me every time she shows up on screen. I go, (sighs) yeah. I get it. I'm going to wake up at like, I don't know, about 3.34 this morning and just gasp and and, and, and saying the name of the guy who I was trying to think of. <laughs> Ward? Ward. Thank you. Yeah. You've Ward. saved yeah. me a, uh, a wake up. Yeah. I'll Ward still Meacham. wake up at 3.35 needing to pee. Ward Meacham. Yeah. He was good. It was a really um, good story for that guy. Yeah. I mean... You haven't seen that that whole season too. That was that was they finished his story well, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way Luke Cage ended, honestly. But mm-hmm. you know, also good. I could deal with more seasons. Out of that whole uh, canon, I'm short season two of Punisher and season three of Jessica Jones, and otherwise I'm I'm caught up and mm-hmm. I I have never lost the intention to watch them, but I, I you know like so many things, never made it to the forefront. Yeah. I mean, it's taken me forever to get here. It's, it took a pandemic to to carve out carve me out some time to to watch these Netflix shows. Yes, to finish them up anyway. Yeah, I've I've um, spent most of the time doing house shit. By the way, I do I do want to be fair to my wife. Uh, if she, if she got annoyed with me while we were watching The Boys or The Flash. At any point when uh, Chantel uh, Van Staten showed up, she never seemed to get sick of hearing me go, ah, Chantel, my bell. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair, I, she didn't let me know she was annoyed by that. So, um, <laughs> so this big Stephen Amell thing, everyone's freaking out about, uh, or <laughs> everyone on my timeline was freaking out about mm-hmm. Stephen Amell. It's not a big deal. I just teased it because I knew, well, I hoped someone would listen. <laughs> <laughs> Call it tease. Um, yeah. The guy that played uh, Dexter. They're doing another season, a revival season of Dexter. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Amell retweeted that and said, this is why you never say never. Oh. Gotcha. And people are reading into that quite a bit. I did not feel like it was a big deal because when he left... First of all, he and Felicity are, you know, off in some heaven, mm-hmm. purgatory, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he is the specter. I guess he could still show up from time to time if he wanted to, or I don't know how it works. I thought he died as the specter, but then, you know, there was an idea that maybe he, whatever, man, it's a comic book show. They could always bring him back. And Stephen Amell even was like, yeah, I'd be down for coming back for, you know, some crossover or something down the line. Yeah, dude. I mean. It, at some point, he got multiversal uh, rewriting God powers. You, yeah. There's no reason to think he couldn't come back if if the story was right and he was into it. I mean, yeah. let's face it, in the last few years, Darkseid came back as an infant. Mm-hmm. 
after being murdered. Like, and it, it's just, man, it, there's no reason to think he's it, like without possibility gone. These are soap operas with superpowers, man. I mean, you know, people come back. Yeah. Uh, one last piece of news here. Uh, well, it's cool it's not, that Dexter was coming back, mm-hmm. by the way. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. I I have all of it on DVD and I haven't watched it. <laughs> and, you know, they, they I, it just happened to be a situation where, where me and the wife went to the, uh, uh, what what is it called? Big Lots. Oh, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, yeah. We, then, w- we went to um, a Big Lots, and it was just like something stupid, like three or four dollars a season. Yeah, and then that was when I was <laughs> bitching about the ending. Yeah, and you, just, I was like, "Hey, man, I just got all of Dexter for like you know twenty bucks or some some shit," and you were <laughs> you were like, "The ending sucks," and I'm like, "Thanks, Dick." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> It was it was a show that I really really enjoyed uh, for a lot of reasons and a lot of the seasons and you know uh, season to season sure there's uh, stuff that wax and wanes for me but um, the ending uh, for me wasn't uh, wasn't stuck as we put it early in this episode um, yeah but yeah it it uh, very much is a a show with a bunch of characters that are still on the board that I would love to see uh, yeah what's happening with them right now. Yeah, you know the saving grace though, and I'd mean this in the nicest way. My sa- the saving grace in that situation was I don't necessarily trust you with endings. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Root. I'm sorry. Root. Well, you have little hangups. I do though. You have certain hangups when it comes to endings, and I'm. I mean, I don't want it to sound this the way it's going to sound. But well, I'm, I'm not more fighting open. you on this co- take at all. <laughs> I'm more. I'm more open. <laughs> I I can find the art in an ambiguous ending a lot faster than you can. I can, you know. Oh, my problem isn't that I I can't see the art. It, my problem is yeah. that I have no respect for it. <laughs> <laughs> like I understand what you're going for, and I right. don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, I'm I'm open to it, especially now they've got another season coming. They could do something else, and yeah. Actually, I think I was more bummed that there was another season coming. I'm like, really? Because, I mean. Because now it'll have an ending. and that'll have, now, yeah. now there'll be like a different ending. Like, what bothers me is like, I was annoyed that Mad About You had another season. Because I'm like, no, they had an ending. They they had a final episode. It was the final episode. Same with Will and Grace. It was like, oh, we made the, the final episode a dream. Same thing with Roseanne. Oh, we made the final episode a dream. It was bullshit. Like, yeah. <sighs> the, just do the thing that you set out to do. Like, yeah, don't like, don't just be like, Oh, I guess we'll come back and do more and just act like that didn't happen. I mean, I, I would do the same thing if I had a different, a better idea, or if I like looked back at, you know, 20 years later and said, eh, maybe that wasn't the right call. Uh, or maybe I wish we could have done this. I don't know. Look, I guess I, I just get aggravated. I get needlessly. That. I do. I, I just, um, hmm. It is. It is an overarching theme with me. Is you know when you end something, end it. Yeah. Pick a side. Tell your story. Finish the story. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we wanted to leave it open to the interpretation. No, no. I, I I literally go to bed every night and dream things. I leave things open to interpretation, and I forget them twenty minutes later. It'll be okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to follow one dream for seven, nine, ten, twelve years, and then just. You come up with like, well, we 
we're just gonna leave it up to you. No, tell your story. Anyway. Yeah. No, I get it. <clears throat> Speaking of on that rant uh, so many times. Yeah. Speaking of series that chose to tell a story and left it alone, mm-hmm. uh, looks like, according to the Rorschach comic, mm-hmm. uh, the HBO Watchmen TV series is canon. Mm-hmm. Like they they referenced, you know, they were talking about the the Rorschach masks, and someone said, "There's a million of these things. It's a pretty popular costume, even after Oklahoma." Mm-hmm. So that's neat. I I kind of dig that they let that be canon. Or they, they just kind of slipped that in, like, hey, yeah, that was, should happen. It was more confirmation, I guess, than anything. Like, you know, from the powers that be, uh, the ones mm-hmm. licensing such a thing, the, the show was canon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is the first printed piece of material I've seen to, to say that. Yeah. And, so uh, it, I think that's cool. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the rest. Was it? Yeah. Well, good. It's good. It pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll. By the time by the time it comes out, either on DC Universe or in hardcover, I will have forgiven Tom King for blowing Jay Lee's life up a little bit. Yeah, it was a, it was a mistake. It just it it was a mistake. Reactionary bullshit. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you p- leave this poor sweet old man alone. Yeah. Let him draw his books. <sighs> I uh, not not trying to make an excuse for him, but. Ultimately, I think, yeah. Dude, if I wasn't on social media, I wouldn't know what the hell Comics Gate was. Hell, I barely know what it is now. I had to look it up when, yeah, when that happened, mm-hmm. I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, look, some other, some comic book creators have differing opinions. Okay. I'm sorry. That sucks that they have those opinions. I don't try or not try. It's it's just a matter of what comes across my radar. Like, something I... Something that's a current topic that uh, is deeply involved and, and uh, you know, super <laughs> nuanced and uh, controversial. I, I may be right on top of that shit, or I may have absolutely no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And I don't know which one's about to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to make clear, I don't agree with the comic skaters. I don't. I think I don't they, think they have shitty, I think they have shitty asshole opinions. <laughs> yeah. I I think so too on this one. I'm open to uh, interpretations, but that's where I'm landing right now. I you know, but I also don't think that there should necessarily be a movement out there to like I don't know take business from them or cancel them or whatever. I just I, I like freedom of opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of a fan of that. So even just, if it means that some of the, your favorite artists are assholes that you don't like personally. Have you met Alan Moore? <laughs> we we're just talking about Watchmen. Alan Moore is whew. bring it right back. Good Lord. All right. Well, I think that's all I got. Yeah, let's call it. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to DC on screen. You can find every episode, uh, theoretically at DC on <laughs> Short of a server problem. They're all there. Well, I mean, some of those links are expired, and I've, I'm still working on it, man. We got over 600 episodes. What the hell I'm you want? Still from calling me? that a server problem in certain ways. Okay, well, as long as, as you know, we're calling a spade a spade. I guess I don't know. <sighs> More of a server communication problem, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, Patreon.com/slash DC on screen. Mm-hmm. There'll definitely be something up new, uh, probably before the episode that you're listening to. Honestly. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, that's how that's the only way I can get anything cranked out on there is if I just say no before the new thing comes up on the main feed. You have to put up the other thing. Mm-hmm. You stupid piece of shit, Dave. You're a stupid piece of shit, and you don't deserve life. And then I try to calm down mm-hmm. and tell myself that it's okay to be me. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'm, I'm just going to let you talk yourself through this one. Yeah, man. Therapeutically. If, yeah, if man. You do it's the, rough. If you do the talking through. And I guys, I mean, look, everybody, whoever's listening, if you feel comfortable enough, let me know. Do you do the same shit where you're just sitting there like cussing yourself out because you just can't get it all done? You're just letting everybody down. You're letting yourself down. Mm-hmm. You're letting Jason down. He don't even know you, but you're letting him down. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I, with, uh, all joking aside I'm, I'm on a daily basis I'm for at least a couple seconds if not longer and I won't go into how long but we'll say a couple seconds to longer I am absolutely certain that I should not have been authorized to live mm-hmm. I was given a license that should not have been afforded me right yeah on a good I'm, day I'm, it's a fleeting thought on a bad day longer Oh, yeah. Dude, I've definitely had that thought where I'm just like, I see myself in the mirror. I'm like, who rubber stamped this shit? <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> what probabilities just, slip through just, the cracks? Yeah. You just <laughs> have some thought where you're like, there's no way I'm not poisoning everyone around me. There's just no way. This is not. <sighs> These are uh, examples of depressive thoughts, but not necessarily indicative of a depressive state. And it depends on how you're overall coping with the idea of those thoughts. Disclaimer. Poorly. (laughs) If you've had any of these moments, it does not necessarily mean that you're in a bad place, although it could indicate that you may need to talk to someone. I am, and I do. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Oh. This is the uh, this is the therapy I can afford. According to HIPAA regulations, we should get <laughs> off mic then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, guys, let let me know if you're if you're sad too. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All across this great big world, jobs are getting done by many hands in many lands. It takes much more than one. 
Celebrate the workers that help build our world with Someone Builds the Dream, a new picture book from Lisa Wheeler and number one New York Times bestselling illustrator Lauren Long. This book is a thank you to the skilled women and men who work tirelessly to see our dreams brought to life. Available wherever books are sold.